What's up, everybody? Michael Tucker here with the Real Estate Success Podcast. Yes, you heard that right, the Real Estate Success Podcast. It's no longer the Real Estate Success Strategies Podcast. We are the Real Estate Success Podcast, and we are here to help show you how to fix and flip your first property. And today I have a very special guest with us. Shane Neenan is in the building. This dude, actually, I met him on the curb. And now I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a second. But this dude is crushing it. I've literally watched this guy go from beginning investor to now. He is, dude, he's rocking and rolling in this industry. And I can't wait for him to share his story. Shane, welcome to, uh, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Thank you. Uh, going well, man. Going great. Just slow and steady at it. Um, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. So, um, yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, listen, I met this guy, just for everybody listening right now, I met him at a conference. And so th- we always talk about the power of connections, relationships, and talking to people. This was one of them. I, I was walking into an event hosted by uh, Quentin Flores, who's been on our podcast before. And we literally was, I think it was San Antonio, and I was waiting on my Uber. I think he was outside on, on a break and literally standing on the curb there. And, I, and we just started chatting it up and got to know each other. And uh, we've been following each other on social media for a while. And this guy, literally, he's doing what most people are not doing. He's actually putting in the work and doing what he say, says he's going to do. And that's why I love Shane. That's why I wanted to bring him on here, because he's actually going out there and putting in the work. And he's a great example for you all of what you can do with just a consistent action and actually going out there and being in the field. So, Shane, dude, give us a little intro about who you are, man, and uh, what you currently do in the real estate market. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, um I am a, uh, a husband, first and foremost, a father of, of three beautiful, happy, healthy children, um, live in South Carolina, um, have been in the real estate game industry space now for a little over four years, um, cut my teeth on wholesaling, and uh, still still to this day, that's our bread and butter. That's what we love doing. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, born and raised in South Carolina, college educated. Um, I found my way into real estate uh, by way of rich dad, poor dad, you know, probably in yeah. 2005-ish, and just studied and, and had this whole analysis paralysis thing that a lot of us suffer through. And then in 2017, um, I was in my late 30s, and I, I kind of had a conversation with my wife and said, if we're ever going to do real estate, we, you know, now's, we need to do it. And at that point in time, we knew we wanted rental properties, we just didn't know what that looked like. And I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. At that point in time, we knew probably what, what 90% of the population thinks is that in order to get a rental property, you have to save 20%, um, get pre-approved through the bank or the mortgage company, find an agent, find one on the MLS, which is, is totally not the case. Um, there are literally a hundred other ways you can find properties other than that. And uh, so, yeah, I went to a real estate meetup in 2017, and I bumped into two guys who were actively wholesaling in my market, and they were loose. They were loosely wholesaling. They had done deals, and they were doing deals, but they didn't have a team. They didn't have a big operation. Um, they were very inconsistent. But, but nonetheless, they, they gave me the 90-second elevator pitch, which to many people seems um, – like a scam, right? It doesn't seem real, you know, uh, the wholesaling and what wholesaling is. And uh, it forced me to go dive into YouTube University. It forced me to uh, be more intentional about who I was networking with. And uh, I actively 
began seeking out other wholesalers within, I don't know, a 50 or 100 mile radius. And my goal was to make friends with them, um, see if I could bring value or be a service to them, all while trying to learn how to wholesale. And fast forward to mid-2018, um, I did what a lot of the gurus talk about doing, taking massive imperfect action. And I managed to stumble my way into my first two deals in the summer of 2018, which were uh, very lucrative deals at that point in time. And that was just the catalyst, if you will, the, the aha moment, the pivotal moment where real estate became real to me. Like you can make a living, you can um, have fun with this, you can provide for your family with this. Um, at that point in time, I was working a really good W-2 job, uh, which I kept for many years. I just left my W-2 job in October of last year. Awesome. Um, Congratulations, man. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. It was great, man. My wife and I, kind of when the pandemic hit, we, we set aside some goals and we're like, we knew that I wanted to quit my W-2 job, but we first wanted uh, some cushion, right? Some A safety net, if you will. So we sat down and came up with a number, two different numbers, how much money liquid would I need to run my family and run my household, pay the mortgage, pay the insurance, pay the power bill? What number would I need to do that for a year, right? Without our lifestyles being uh, torn apart or flipped upside down. What was that number? And then also what would the, what is the number that I needed as far as a liquid nest egg to run my business for a year? You know, if I didn't do another deal for 12 months, what were those two numbers? And that was a goal that we set. And once we set that goal of liquidity, um, we set that goal in March. And without going into the huge number details, we'll just, we'll say 120 grand, right? 60 grand for my household and 60 grand for my business for 12 months, no deals. Once we hit that 120 grand mark, uh, my wife gave me the green light. She said, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's pull the plug on the W-2 and get out of there and see what we can do in real estate full time. And Bada bing, bada boom, here we are almost a year later and uh, the ship's still floating, the, the lights are still on, groceries are still in the fridge. So uh, to me, that that's the success in and of itself. So Yeah, well, we go. let's go back, man, and let's, let's chat about that. So your wife gives you the green light and she says, okay, you can do it, man. Like, all right, you really want to do this thing. It's, it's all yours now. What was your thoughts going and just leaving leaving that job? Was there any fear? Because some people are like, okay, I'm going all in. I don't care. I don't have any fear. And then there's other people on the other end. They're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. You know, so what was your thoughts? Um, I am, I'm a risk taker by nature, right? I'm a, I'm a gambler. I'm a, uh, I'm not very averse to taking risks, right? So, um, after that first check, those first two checks in 2018, I mean, I was ready to go then, you know, I was ready <laughs> to go. And at that point in time, my wife and I were like, well, this could be beginner's luck, right? How repeatable is this? Like, can you rinse, you know, rinse and repeat? Can you do that? And from the summer of 2018 to October of 2020, in that window of time, we saw that, yes, some months could be really, really flush, really good, and then there are some months where, where you're dry, you don't do anything. Um, and it was just being uh, disciplined enough, I guess, I, that would be the word, with, with the finances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, you make a, if you do a big deal and you, and you pocket 70 grand, like you just don't blow the 70 grand. Like you, you set some aside to pay bills, you set some aside to reinvest into marketing and to keeping your business afloat, 
and then you keep some tucked away for those slow months where it's dry. And I think that was that was what spoke to me the most that gave me the confidence to think that, you know, we can go out and do this. And I've always been a hustler. Um, if I have to sell, you know, comic books on eBay or car parts out of the junkyard, I'm not going to let my family go hungry uh, regardless. So we had done enough deals that we saw that it could be consistent. We saw that it could be uh, repeated, if you will. So that gave me all the confidence in the world. Um, I know some people try to jump off, uh, jump out of the W-2s a little too early. They try to scale and try to uh, make the big jump too fast, too soon, meaning that they do one or two deals and, and they feel really good about it. So they, they give their notice and they leave. And they then they experience the slow month or then they experience the drought where you might go four or six weeks without a deal. Then it gets scary at that point, um, unless, you're, unless you're prepared for it. So, yeah, going back to that, I was ready in 2018, and it took me until 2020 um, to convince my wife that it was okay and that we could survive. I love it, man. I love it. Well, you know, fast forward, you started in wholesaling, and now you're doing a little bit of everything, I, I feel like. You know, you're doing some – are you doing some fix and flipping now from what I understand? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's all about education, right? Education, implementation, and, and being willing to take the next risk. No, the next risk, right? So wholesaling was an easy way, and it's a very entry-level way to cut your teeth on real estate. And our goal was rental properties. That was our goal. Um, about a year into wholesaling, maybe a year and a couple of months into wholesaling, I had a gentleman reach out to me, um, and I didn't know who he was. He reached out to me on Facebook. He was here in my market. He said, hey, uh, I've heard your name. I see what you're doing. I'd like to meet you. So I agreed to meet him. And as it turns out, the gentleman was a private money partner for several of the guys that I was selling deals to. And he asked me, he's like, why don't, why don't you do the fix and flip? And at that point in time, I'd only done two like mild fix and flips that were ones we kept for rentals. They were pretty much Burr strategy properties before the Burr strategy, right? So, right. Um, I knew how to call plumbers. I knew how to call electricians. I knew how to schedule and coordinate uh, certain subcontractors for certain tasks. And he asked me, he's like, why don't, why don't you flip any of these? And the thought had never really crossed my mind. Um, and I guess if it did cross my mind, it was the, the liquidity part because flipping can be cash heavy. And I didn't want to go down a hard money route. I didn't want to go, you know, bank route or, uh, and basically what happened was he offered to extend some private money to me if I wanted to flip. And so literally the very next opportunity that presented itself I crunched the numbers. I've been hanging out with and networking with several other flippers by this time. Um, I leaned on them real heavy uh, for as far as resources and you know, order of operations and what do you do first. And uh, The first flip was very lucrative. It was very fun. It was, um, it was a headache, but it was fun. Um, so, yeah, we, we, that, we dipped our toes in the flipping water. My wife really loved that because she was able to go out and spend other people's money on, you know, things, <laughs> curtains and picking out flooring and picking out countertops. And so that was fun for her. And so now, I mean, we, we haven't done a lot of flips. We're, we're in like our fifth flip, so to speak. Two have been like really, really in-depth, like knocking walls out kind of flips. Um, two have been hotel flips. And there's been, there's been two or three that we went in and kind of freshened up and flipped to keep as rentals. Love it, man. Well, that's so, that's so cool because right there it shows like 
you're very humble dude. And that's what I love about you. I just see your videos on Facebook, like you're real raw and humble dude. And so I, I really appreciate that. And guys, listen, a lot of you all, you're afraid to take action, but this, this guy just told us right here, he didn't really know much about fixing flipping, but yeah. the opportunity presented itself with the private money lender who said, Hey, I'll give you funds if you find a flip. So there was it. And look, all he did, he found, went and found the deals like he was doing and started networking and surrounding himself with people that could help him. What was Shane? He was resourceful. And so some of you guys, you've heard me talk about this before, but the greatest asset you can have is your mind, but it's using it to be resourceful, right? So as a real estate investor, you really got to learn how to um, create something out of nothing a lot of times. So, um, you know, that's what I think you did there, man. And I applaud you for going out there and actually taking that opportunity and running with, with it. Cause there's some people would be like, well, I don't know anything about fixing flipping. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'll keep that for later just in case we actually did it, man. And now you're, you're crushing it. It's cool. The, the fix and flip thing, like I will say just for your listeners, um, private money for me, if you don't know what private money is, educate yourself on private money. Right. And a lot of people have this mental stigma about a, I don't know anybody with money. Right. B, if you do know somebody with money, like, they don't feel comfortable asking for the money. And there are several different schools of thought, right? Like, A, there is money all around you. Just point blank, period. There is. Um, if you've got a Facebook friends list of 300 people, 400 people, somebody has a 401k with 100 grand sitting in it. There's absolutely they do. Secondly, getting over the mindset of asking somebody for the money. And, and what works for me is now, fast forward now, like, I'm not asking them for money. I'm presenting them with an opportunity, um, an opportunity to, to do better than what they're doing right now. So if, if your mother-in-law was a school teacher and she had 150 grants in a 401k, some quarters it might make 6%, some quarters it might make 8%, you know, the third quarter it might make 4%. It just fluctuates. And folks who are, I don't want to say misinformed or uneducated, but they think that's the only way to go about it. That mother-in-law, if you can educate her, you have to be educated yourself, obviously, but you can educate her. If she put that 150 grand in a self-directed IRA, now she could turn around and loan that money to you at whatever rate she wanted to. She dictates her own ROI. Um, there's some sticky stipulations that you can't get into as far as promising people certain ROIs because of SEC regulations. But it, while you're still small and you're keeping it in your friends and family, educate yourself first. On, on the benefits of self-directed IRAs and self-directed uh, Roth accounts, I think, and become so well-versed that you can educate the people around you, like how you can help their financial situation out. So yeah, private money was a huge thing for me, and then learning how to present those opportunities in a way that created win-win situations for uh, your investing partner and yourself as well, that was a game-changer. So to your listeners – Educate yourself on private money, learn how to use private money, um, learn the lingo of private money. And it's not going to come overnight. And, and some of it's going to be a learning curve, but private money in and of itself can be and will be a game changer for anybody that wants to flip. Love it, man. That's exactly what I preach all the time is, hey, you're not asking for a favor. You're presenting an opportunity. And you said, you nailed right on the head, man. So that's so cool um, that you even said that because that's a conf confirmation for a lot of people listening right now. Um, especially the students that are in our fix and flip freedom program, you know, they're learning about pr private money right now. We talk about this all the time. So thanks for saying that. And so, you know, this relationship 
you know, probably opened up some, some other doors too, I imagine, you know, and, you know, getting out there and, you know, being with him and, you know, surrounding yourself with other um, fix and flippers and other investors. I mean, how has that helped your business grow just being connected with those guys? Well, I can't speak enough about the, the power of my, my network and the, what you're able to do and the doors that that opens up by being intentional. And anytime I get the chance to speak, whether it's on a, a Zoom call or a podcast or an in-person event, like networking, networking, network, like be intentional about it. Like um, even down to when you and I were standing on the sidewalk in San Antonio, we didn't have to speak to each other, but one of us was intentional to extend a hand. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? What are you doing? That's what it's all about. And then learning how to connect dots. Um, somebody once asked me what my superpower was on one of these things. And I would like to think one of my superpowers is uh, connectivity, being a conduit to connect other people and other resources. So finding people in your market that you can lean on and that you can be a resource to them and, you know, you guys can feed each other resources. So networking, networking, networking. Yeah, I think it's cool because a lot of times the people that we're watching on YouTube, like we can't get around them physically, right? We can't really stand there next to them, hear their conversations when they're actually talking to homeowners. We can't actually go see them in office. And so all we get is this digital view of them and we don't see the whole side. So I really do feel like, hey, there's times like he's saying, you need to connect with people in your market. You need to connect with people in your city there or wherever you're gonna be at because that's where you're gonna be able to uh, get the little tips and tricks. That's where you're gonna be able to um, get proximate with people because proximity is power guys um so just know that like we've had students like you know they come through our program or you know they learn from us via youtube or podcast then they go and take that information but you know partner with someone local in their market and they crush it because they have the base knowledge and they go out there and find the tips and tricks that work in their market you know the the hot pockets in their market they go and learn all these things and they, they thrive so I love it, man. So let's talk about what you're doing uh, right now. Uh, I seen you just had a house working on. So what's, what's kind of like some current projects you got going on? Um, we've got a couple right now. So I'm, I'm still, even four and a half years into this, I'm still in the infancy of creating something that operates and looks like and feels like a legitimate business. Um, I've been in two different masterminds and I'm in one now currently that I absolutely love. And I think it's going to be very beneficial, but I've treated real estate like a hustle for far too long and not like a business. And um, knowing my KPIs and knowing my metrics and uh, those type of things is what I'm working on right now. Um, building a small team, like I have right now, currently, we have two VAs, one that sends approximately 800 to 1,000 text messages per day. We have one full-time cold caller in South America who makes about 800 to 1,000 dials a day. Um, and then I have a full-time assistant, and then we have a full-time acquisitions guy. So there are five of us total in this small operation. And as far as project-wise, the, the goal is between five and ten wholesale deals a month. Um, we're not there yet, you know. Uh, we're not there yet. Um, we've got one hotel going on right now. We've got two other hotel opportunities that are on the table waiting to go. Um, I've got some lots that I'd plan on building on early 2021, 2020 with lumber prices and building costs going through the roof. I kind of put that on hold for right now, but, um, yeah, so rental properties, 
Uh, I bought three rental properties in the last, I don't know, three months. Um, owner finance, creative stuff. I bought two with private money, one with owner finance. Um, oh, my biggest win of the year was back in March. We bought a 47-unit storage facility. Which Bro, I congrats. Before. That's big. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it, was a, it was an off-market deal. No agents involved. Um, was able to buy it with private money, go in and uh, raise the rent, stabilize it. And I'm actually trying to refi it right now. And uh, I'm not so much of a bird guy as in I want to pull cash out. I just want to get enough money to pay off my private money guys and leave my equity in place. So, yeah, um, stabilizing my storage units, uh, adding to my rental portfolio. Um, the, the hotels have been really, really good right now because the market's just absolutely crazy. And if you have, if you have access to private money, so I don't know if, if your listeners know what hotel is, but I'll, I'll take, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do the 32nd, my hotel. So basically you acquire a property by means of wholesale strategies and tactics. You actually close on the property, you take it down, you own it. Um, which gives you all the freedom in the world to put it on the MLS and on a deal where you might've made 10 K on a wholesale deal. You know, we're the one we have right now. If I would have wholesale, if, if I would have done it at a traditional wholesale, I would have made 10 or 15 K. We took it down. We're going through the hotel model and we bought it for two ten. I put like seven K in it, like new tile in the, in the kitchen, some new ceiling fans, new doorknobs, a fresh coat of paint. And I stuck a for sale sign uh, in the front yard for sale by owner. And I've been telling people 290 all morning long. And I, we'll, we'll sell it for 290 or 300. So what we would have made 10K on, now we're going to make like 60 or 70K on. Dude, I love it, man. That's, that's the power of real estate. There's so many ways to make money. And you get to choose if you, if you buy them right. You get to yeah. choose how to make money with it. And so this is, this is a prime example, guys, of just being consistent because, you know, look, looking back 2017, 2018, man, did you even know how to hotel? <laughs> no, no, I didn't know. Okay. Hoteling, if it was around in 2017 and 18, nobody was talking about it. Right? right, exactly. And so, like, that's just that's just you being in the game, though, educating yourself. So that's just, that's just proof that the more you're in it and the more you, you, know, you actually commit to the process, you're going to learn just as much. But, dude, what is one thing, like back in 2018 time when you were just getting started, what is one thing you wish you would have told yourself back then? Like if you could go back and say, hey, young Shane, I guess that was only three years ago, but hey, man, like here's what I would do. Like what is some advice you would give to yourself in 2018? I think, and, and I could probably rattle off five different things, but, but the biggest thing for me looking back right now would be the mindset or the thought process behind investing in yourself, right? Self-education. Um, up until that point, like YouTube University, books, podcasts, I was soaking up all the free stuff, and that's great. I encourage everybody to do that as much as you possibly can. But it, at some point, uh, somebody made the analogy about Kobe Bryant and LeBron James still paying big money for, for coaches, personal coaches in the off season to help them with strength training and speed training. And where I'm at today now in 2021 is investing heavily in personal development. So when you're getting started and these various training programs come around and you see one and it might be $5,000, oh my gosh, you know, $5,000 is a lot of money. And, and true, it is, to that new person who really doesn't understand the benefits or the pros of investing that $5,000. Um, 
there's some coaching programs up to like 40 and 50,000. So obviously those are for your more seasoned investors, but that's where I'm at right now. Like understanding the importance of investing in yourself and how that can yield dividends later on down the road. So that's what I would have told the, that's what I would have told me in 2018. Don't be scared to spend the 5,000 or the 10,000 to invest in this course or this mastermind. Um, and some of that comes to a, just, uh, tangible knowledge, tangible information. And then some of it also comes into uh, the, the pay to play principle, right? Like if you want to get in the room with high level guys who are doing high level stuff and they think on a different level, they operate on a different level, you might have to pay to get into that room. So be willing to invest in yourself and understand what that's going to do for you and your business. Yeah. I love it. That's like uh, that's powerful. If you really dive in and, you know, here, I guess, talk about it and you actually dive deep on like just the power of investing in yourself and what that can do. Because a lot of times it's the sowing and reaping method, right? You sow a little bit, you pay a little bit, you take some time and pour into your personal development. And you may not see that right away because a lot of people are like, I'm afraid to invest that. And for example, some people, they do invest it and then they like six months on the road, like, I don't even know if that was worth it, but it's the accumulation of sowing the accumulation of planting those seeds that brings the big harvest, right? If you plant one seed, you're not going to make thousands of dollars. For example, down here with crops, if they go and plant one seed for corn, it's not going to make them a lot of money, right? It's the accumulation of that sowing. So the more you do it and the more you surround yourself with these people and with these resources that Shane's mentioning, guys, is it's powerful. So um, it's I don't know if you guys have ever read the book, but The Compound Effect is a great book. Um, I just got done reading it not too long ago. Phenomenal on, you know, just pretty much taking daily execution to hit your goals, even if it's just a little bit, um, you know, you can do it, guys. Invest in yourself, and you're going you're gonna to see a lot of rewards down the road that you probably would never have seen anyway. But, dude, so, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, I don't want to take a lot of your time because I know you got a, a lot of big things going on right now and things like that, but... Dude, what is, what's kind of like high level, high level overview? What do you see that yourself, your family, your business from, you know, from an investing standpoint and a personal standpoint, like what do you see that in like 10, five, 10 years? Wow. Um, I'd like to think within about five years, um, we'll have, we should have been able to reach, uh, I don't know what the, the number I'm looking for, but a happy medium with as far as the doors and the size of the portfolio. Um, some people have a dollar amount in mind. Like if I can get to $10,000 a month passive, then I'll be good. Right. And then some other people like Tim Brotz just go crazy and they want you know, 300,000 a month in passive income. Like, so for me and my family, we're here in the Southeast. Um, if a guy's making 250, 300 grand a year, he's living good. Right. So I don't aspire to buy big yachts. I don't aspire to have a 6,000 square foot home. So I think obviously the way we all define success is a little bit different. And I'm still struggling with mine because I do like nice things. So the, the five year and 10 year goal. Would I be- see you, I see you guys taking pictures of those cars. <laughs> yeah. I, I love them, dude. I love them. You, you and your son like those cars, don't you? It's pretty cool. We do. we do. So yeah, shout out to Sal and Carlos for letting us play with their Lamborghinis and, uh, Rolls Royces, but no, um, no, I would like to, I would like to have one or two nice toys. I would. Um, but 
you know, we're, we're simple folks here in South Carolina. We're simple. So um, I would like to have, we'll call it right now, I don't know, 20 or 30 doors, right? Like cash flowing doors. Um, I'd like to have this business on like an autopilot, if you will. Like I, I still thoroughly enjoy the hunt. I, I enjoy cold calling myself. Um, I still enjoy going on appointments, uh, depending on where they're at. So uh, the five to 10 year goal would be to, to systemize this thing where it's, where it's on autopilot. Um, where if I left for a month or two, you know, the team could keep running. Um, family wise, we're actually, we're trying to build a new house this year. So hopefully, you know, well, hopefully we'll have that knocked out in the next 20 Congrats, months. man. That's, that's yeah. a big deal. And um, so, yeah, hopefully within the next 24 months, we'll have that knocked out. So that, that'll be one of our, you know, family goals. Um, from a personal goal perspective, just, just to live comfortable, man. Live comfortable. Live life on on our terms. Um, you know, vacation when we want a vacation. You know, if my kids want to play sports or ballet or dance or karate, like just be able to do what we want to do on our own terms. So, and that's why I love real estate. It allows you to do that, and a lot of times, a lot faster than you would be able to achieve in in other in other ways, right? Absolutely. So. And that's cool. And everybody has different goals, man. That's why I like to ask that question is because there's, you got this, some people that are like, man, you know, I do, I want to have my own private jet or they have all these big, big goals like that, you know? And then me and you, you know, we're down South. I'm in Kentucky. You're, you're not too far from me, just about six, eight hours away. I'm sure. And it's just kind of like, you know, we all have different goals. And so don't ever compare your end goal to someone else's. Um, that's why I asked this question. So anybody that's listening right now, just know that, you know, success for Shane, success for Michael, success for you may look different, but go for it, right? Whatever that may be, despite what other people may say, go for it and actually um, go after your dreams because this is your life. You only get one of them. And I love it. But Shane, thanks so much for being on, man. I don't want to take all your time, like I said, but uh, where can people go if they want to just kind of follow your journey and just kind of see some of the flips and uh, deals you got going on? So I'm very active on social media. Um, My Instagram gets blurred because I, I use a lot of my personal Instagram stuff for business stuff. And I don't use my business Instagram for a lot of business stuff. So um, you can find me on Shane Ninen on Instagram, uh, Shane Ninen on Facebook, uh, GSP Investors on Instagram. And I'm playing with TikTok right now. My wife really doesn't like that too much. It's a, we joke and she says it's a, it's a kid's platform. But I see like Ryan Panita and Kong and a few others just killing it on TikTok. So yeah, man, you got it. You got the yeah, I think so, right? It's fun for right now. So, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, you can email me at Shane9 and at gspinvestors.com. Uh, I'm an open book. I have no secrets. So uh, if I can help anybody out there, you know, what little bit I know, I'll be willing to share. Just reach out to me. Love it, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Everybody, go connect with them. I'll put the links down below so you guys can connect with them in the uh, description. And go just follow them let them know, hey, Uh, I came from Michael's podcast, so you can know how you got connected. And guys, if you like this show, like always, go ahead, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It's always fun just going through and reading people's thoughts, comments on our show. And every week we are starting to release these back again. We took another break to rebrand and get this thing back up and rolling for you guys. So make sure you're tuning in every Tuesday morning for the Real Estate Success Podcast. Shane, have a great day, brother, and we'll chat very soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, buddy. 